warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Without your My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to The Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. They're going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Jumping Jean Jean and Moody James Dean. Going Cleveland rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. This is the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, and this is a makeup show. So live for me, recorded for you. Uh, this is the fill-in show. Unfortunately, uh, we were not able to do the January 22nd, 2017 episode. Uh, we had unexpected family guests in town. And here at the house, and they did not leave before we needed to go ahead and start the show. So rather than having a bunch of noise people sitting around here and making, uh, obviously, noise, uh, and kind of drowning out or, you know, interrupting the show, I decided to forego it. So having said that, this will obviously will be an abbreviated show, but I do have a few things we need to get to. So, let's get right to it. Uh, first up, for my patrons at patreon.com, if you would like to be a patron, you may do so uh, for as little as a dollar. It gets you in the door. The more you donate, the more you have access to. I recently put up a new podcast this week, about 40 minutes long, uh, giving my thoughts on the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, the Major League Baseball uh, season about to begin here in a little over, uh, well, actually about two months, about 70 days out. Uh, my thoughts on the Super Bowl, the NBA, uh, LeBron James's recent comments about him not having enough and the whining that's going on. Not really uh, what you expect from a championship team, but uh, there it is. So go ahead and give that a listen. If you are a patron, if you'd like to give it a jingle, I think that's our third show so far this week, I encourage you to do so. Sign up, patreon.com. Look for the Emperor's Court. You can get the direct link off our Facebook and off our Twitter. Um, there's a few things I wanted to get to this evening. Uh, Octail's been nice enough to go ahead, and he's got another You've Been Told. We're going to hang on to that to the actual show this coming Sunday, uh, since I'll have Lulu here and whoever else can shake out the time to come in on a Sunday. Obviously, uh, our normal hosts have been difficult to get here for, you know, basically timing reasons and or money. <laughs> Having said that, first up is this weird story. Now, I have said 
and uh, with some varying degrees of success, that I was going to take politics out of the show, uh, at least until we get a more balancing opinion on the other side of the aisle. Having said that, this is a internet story, so I guess it does, co- you know, kind of cover the purview of what we're supposed to discuss. Okay, let's be honest, it's my show, we cover what the hell I'd like. That's always been the case. Ted Cruz versus Deadspin. Go figure. You wouldn't think you'd have this one, but okay. So Deadspin.com, uh, let's start at the beginning. Ted Cruz decided, or his people decided, that he needed to try and mend fences with other people, both across the aisle on the left, that being the Democrats, as well as people in his own party, because of the very uh, factious nature of this you know, most recent uh, presidential election, he being one of the, uh, the runner-up, a distant runner-up, in the Republican uh, field. So, somebody decided he's going to start hosting weekly basketball games in D.C., where he will invite, you know, it's an open invitation to any other senator or congressman or or whomever in D.C. from either side who can come and play basketball with him uh, once a week. And for reasons I'm not entirely sure why, Deadspin.com decides, since apparently they're all ultra-liberal, they want they want people to send them proof of Ted Cruz playing basketball. In fact, here it is from Deadspin. This is on January 23rd, 2017. Quote, here at Deadspin.com, there's nothing we love more than sport, because it's a sporting type website. So we were delighted to learn that perpetual failed candidate for president Ted Cruz started a weekly Senate basketball game in hopes of making his colleagues hate him less which is great for Ted Cruz, but doesn't do much for us. We want to right this wrong and share Ted's love of basket hoop with the world. We want Ted Cruz basketball pictures. And a longer feature about the new Ted Cruz, i.e., a Ted Cruz that Ted Cruz hopes will not immediately repulse everyone around him, Politico.com, let's slip the following little tidbit. He appears intent on building and in some cases repairing personal relationships with Republican senators. He started a weekly basketball game in the Russell Building, for example, and has been urging colleagues to attend. Cruz is said to be a surprisingly good jump shooter with a miserable form. Tim Scott has played, Marco Rubio is said to be joining soon. Surely some of you reading this must work on the Hill or know someone who does. So please send us pictures. It's going to be a long four years. We need this. Okay, so they're looking to make fun of Ted Cruz. Deadspin, obviously, is far to the left. They're in the Democrat camp, and they want to make fun of this guy. Okay. I understand it. Not surprising. We've done enough of these. So what ends up happening is Ted Cruz himself decides to troll Deadspin. And how he does this is there is a a player for Duke University, college basketball, uh, probably the premier college uh, for basketball hoops, the Duke Blue Devils. So he tweets out a picture of one of the players who happens to look exactly like Ted Cruz. I mean, it's his name is Grayson Allen. If you do a Google search and you compare their pictures, you can very easily see this is Ted Cruz when he was like 19, 20 years old. It's eerily, eerily similar. So Ted Cruz, he says, at Deadspin, what do I win? And post a picture of, of this kid shooting a basket in his Duke uniform. All right, pretty damn funny. You wouldn't think Ted Cruz would actually have a funny bone, but I guess he did. So good for him. Now, 
you think that'd be the end of it, or or Deadspin would say, no, touche, or you got us. No. Deadspin, and the editor specifically, goes on this huge profanity-laced tirade. It's amazing. The guy basically says, and I quote, posts, eat shit and die. This is, what the hell's the guy's name? Uh, I'm pulling it up here. I, I thought I had it. Uh, at Ted Cruz from Deadspin, go eat shit. This is this is after Ted Cruz kind of one-upped him. So that joke of that escalating quickly, uh, but a perfect here. And once again, Cruz was on top of it. And he posted another one at Deadspin, and it's a GIF file of um, uh, 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 Will Ferrell as, uh, oh, God, what, the anchorman. And it says, boy, that escalated quickly. So, again, what, Ted Cruz 2-0 and o against Deadspin. I, again, you look at him, you're like, this is not a funny guy. This is awesome. So, apparently, the Deadspin's editor, Tim Marchman, Marchman uh, really got into it. So he starts tweeting on his own account, his own personal account. Quote, amazing that low testosterone Ted Cruz enthusiasts are comfortable haranguing Ashley Feinberg, but not me, Deadspin's actual editor. So especially, apparently everybody thought this Ashley Feinberg, who is, I guess, the, the more well-known editor of Deadspin, starts taking a lot of heat because they tweet out, to an American senator, eat shit. Because he won up them with a picture of a basketball player. Now, he didn't stop there. He continues. This is from Tim Marchman, at Tim Marchman, T-I-M-M-A-R-C-H-M-A-N. Now, when it comes to Twitter feuds, I usually don't give a fuck. But I'm telling you right now, this one ends pretty funny. Ted Cruz is a pathetic asshole. His social media intern's joke was basic, and complaints should go to the Marchman at deadspin.com. Unsurprising that not one Ted Cruz supporting cuck slash Twitter user is willing to face me in the UFC octagon. Now, why Tim Marchman would throw that out there so randomly, I don't really know. But you got to believe that some Yahoo, some Ted Cruz fan, would you know call him out on it. <laughs> Not just any fan, but two specifically. One having to be a one-armed uh, United States Army veteran, a injured veteran, wounded warrior, who's also a writer himself. He said that he would take up the challenge, but even better, even better, within a day, this was posted. Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm reading from uh, MrCTV.org. Yes, that's right. The editor of Deadspin used Twitter to challenge people to a UFC-style fight because he was mad at Ted Cruz. Believe it or not, that's only the first half of the story. Enter into the ring Tim Kennedy, a former USC fighter, as well as United States Army Ranger, Special Forces Operator, and Sniper, who served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Tim Kennedy, at Tim Kennedy MMA, posted out the following. I'm your Huckleberry. I also take note that you are a pathetic cyberbully. My email is tim at rangerup.com, and I'm available at your, at your leisure. With a then quote of this Tim Marchman. <laughs> of all the people that you thought you'd get the challenge up, it probably wasn't going to be a United States... You know, Army Ranger slash Green Beret, who also happens to be a sniper and an actual experienced UFC MMA fighter. 
Whoops. Kennedy told the Independent Journal Review that he is still waiting for a reply from Marshman so that they can set up the fight. Quote, Unfortunately, there is yet to be a response. I am honestly not anxiously waiting or holding my breath. Somehow, I don't think he's going to be hearing from Marshman anytime soon. Now, that's from the article. My personal opinion, fuck no, he's not going to hear from Tim Marchman. If Tim Marchman's smart, he'll delete his Twitter account for a month, hope like hell everybody forgets he existed, and go back to posting under the actual Deadspin uh, uh, Twitter account so that he can then, you know, pretend to not be it and have his own intern posting. Well, as the story turns out, and this came out yesterday, uh, Ted Cruz apparently posted the uh, jokes himself. It was not an intern. It was not somebody on his staff. It was him. I find that tremendously hilarious. Now, while some of his politics are in line with mine, um, I, I, I'd never found him to be a palatable uh, candidate for much of anything, but he is good at what he does, I suppose. But, goddamn, that's hilarious. And I still don't understand what Deadspin's problem is. So he got so he trolled you. For one, you're asking for pictures of him playing basketball after making fun of him, for the express and sole purpose to make fun of him. So he turns around, posts a picture of a college student who looks vaguely like him, and not vaguely, a lot like him, and says, "What do I win? Funny, not insulting." Not aggravating, not in your face, you know, uh, 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 machismo or anything. Just funny. I give him, I give him props. I thought it was clever. Deadspin then tells him to eat shit. The guy behind it, the actual editor, then goes on his own account, calling him a cuck, calling him an asshole, calling him useless. Absolutely amazing to me. So again. After he says to eat shit, what does Ted Cruz do? Well, he posts, well, that escalated quickly, a funny little anchorman gif. That's it. Again, one-upping him. Two-nothing Ted Cruz. The guy who looks like a friggin' mannequin has a sense of humor. Or someone does. He's at least taking credit for it. Now, what Deadspin should have done is just, you know, gave him a, a golf clap, you know, acknowledged the two blows... And gone on their merry way. Nobody would have been, you know, the worse off. Ted Cruz might have gotten a few couple, you know, fans for having a sense of humor. Deadspin would have been able to, you know, duck out with at least a a modicum of of, uh, grace for having been, you know, called to the carpet in a funny and humor, you know, a humorless humorless, humorous way. And that would have been the end of it. Maybe they could have done something. Maybe this could have been an ongoing Twitter feud uh, that was, again, comedic in nature. Instead, for reasons no one seems to understand, other than Tim Marchman apparently is a liberal flaming asshole, flies off the handle because this guy got the better of him. On the internet. Nothing worse than being shown up on Twitter, of all things. And then he makes the colossal mistake of issuing some kind of, of UFC challenge to Ted Cruz fans. Bad enough that you back down from the one-armed uh, United States Army veteran, but then you get called out by a, rain, a Green Beret with Ranger training as a sniper who has more than four deployment tours under him and happens to be a UFC fighter. And he accepts your challenge. 
There's no fucking way Marchman takes that up. That's like the old... I don't know if anybody remembers it. The uh, the old uh, Yule Bull. You remember that uh, that really awesome director who made those really awesome... And I say that fictitious, or, uh, fictitiously. God, not fictitiously. Oh, my God. <sighs> Sarcastically, we'll go with that. Sarcastically, I say that. Made all those movies into video games, like the original Mario Brothers, if you'll remember, and Street Fighter. Yeah, that's all you, Bull. Well, apparently he threw down a challenge. If anybody beat him in the octagon or whatever, the, the boxing match or whatever it was, he would retire from making movies. And uh, uh, Lotex from the Something Awful forums, the somethingawful.com, he used to go there all the time when it was free. I actually paid the $10 once to join the forums, but there was some kind of glitch. And although they charged me the 10 bucks, I never actually got access to the forums. So I never really went back after that. But it was hilarious. F- Photoshop Fridays were the best. At any rate, uh, he accepted the challenge, and there was supposed to be a fight, and I guess it never happened. But that's what it kind of reminds me of. This this huge thing gets blown up. It's, it turns into an actual you know fight fight. And then the person that issues the challenge backs down like a pussy. So Tim Marchman from Deadspin.com, you are indeed a pussy. At least have have the decency, the common decency, the the machismo to go into the ring and get your ass kicked since you shot your mouth off. Chalk it up as a life lesson learned and move on. So that's the first one I wanted to get to. Uh, and we'll keep an eye on it to see if that story develops at all. So far it hasn't gone anywhere in the last couple of days. I'm shim- You know what? Let's take a look at it. Let's pull it up live. For those interested, it is now uh, 9 o'clock on Friday night, January 27th, 2017. So let's go to Twitter and see if anyone thinks been said. Tim Marchman. Shouldn't be hard to find. Deadspin editor, Marchman at Deadspin.com. His last post was January 24th. Hundreds of dudes who can't do a push-up are tweeting at me, but literally not even one has the brass to send me an email. That is the last thing he posted, January 24th, 2017. So he has not posted a single thing, either about or in reply, since that time. Basically, since Tim Kennedy came out and said, I'm your Huckleberry, I'll take you on. Isn't that a Tombstone reference? It's been a long time since I saw a Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> How many tweets does this fuckstick have? Really? Really? He joined April 2012, has 11,000 followers, I'm guessing most of which just recently, and has made exactly 11 tweets. <laughs> Alright, let's take a look at Deadspin, see if they've got anything going. Because, I, I I mean, they've got to keep... For Deadspin, they've got to keep tweeting, because they're supposed to be covering, you know, sports news, access, that kind of... What's it? Sports news without access, favor, or discretion. Without favor... No, no, no. No favor at all. Right. They're not on anybody's side. Yep. Uh, Lots and lots and lots and lots of posting. Of course, 
Not a single thing about Ted Cruz since this all blew up. What a joke. What a joke. And it's got a million followers. What a disgrace. I can only hope that most of you are just watching for the train wreck that is this website. At any rate, not at all like at Emperor's Court, where, you know, all my tweets are substantial. That's right. Suck my ass, Artemis, who told me that Deathwing's not in the original Warcraft 2. He was only in the editor. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I remember playing him. Very specifically, I remember playing him. Why? Ha-ha. Because I remember specifically the final battle of the Beyond the Dark Portal, the expansion for Warcraft 2. Because it's it's one of the hardest levels I ever played for Warcraft. Uh, basically, you've got you know the orc heroes, you've got a small base, and yet you've got to fight through every single one of the Alliance uh, forts. They've got all their heroes there, they're invading Draenor... So basically, you got to fight your way out, open some portals, jump through the portals, and say, you know, fuck Dranor because it's going to fall apart. And he's one of the guys you can have. In fact, there's a mission, two levels, or two maps before that, two stages, levels, whatever, um, that is all about Deathwing. So yeah, suck it! Aha! Uh-huh. I actually posted a... <laughs> I posted a couple of YouTube videos to him. Like, hey, then what's this? And hey, here's another one. <laughs> Moving on. I think I figured out what my problem is with Heroes of the Storm. I'm not just to- I'm not talking about the level design or the very crappy rollouts for some of these heroes. For instance, the Valera rollout that happened this past Tuesday had just a at least two dozen different bugs in the game. Actual noticeable bugs that would prevent you from having a good time. Where, you know, uh, skills aren't going off right, or, you know, one of them is if, you know, if Kael'thas uses his his special ability, the Pyroblast, at uh, uh, Tyrael. After Tyrael's exploded, he's dead. It continues to follow him and we'll wait till he resurrects and then hit him again. Stuff like that. And you kind of wonder how the hell any of this made it past. This is easily the worst, you know, uh, patch as far as, as far as quality and insurance goes that Blizzard has had. Um, in fact, I'm looking right now to see because they did say that they were going to go ahead and correct these with a new patch. But I have not seen, at least as of 8 o'clock this evening, I have not seen that patch go in. And I don't see anything on the Reddit that says that has taken place. Let me check the uh, official forums. I don't know why I bother since Blues never post there. It's like a it's like a wasteland. I don't even care if you're there. Nope. The only thing is that the Rooster Race, the Chinese New Year, currently has an event going in Overwatch and as well as over uh, Heroes of the Storm. I have to imagine there's something going on for World of Warcraft as well. I haven't bothered to look, but, you know, there you go. At any rate, I I figured out what my aggravation is as far as the player base goes. And it really hit me actually playing Overwatch a couple days ago, which, as it turns out, I'm actually pretty good at. And again, that's that's sarcasm. Of course I'm good at it. It's a first-person shooter. Born and raised on those things. Cut my teeth on Quake 1. On Doom! Before that. Hell, I remember playing Castle Wolfenstein on the Commodore 64. And yes, it happened. 
It really wasn't a first-person shooter. It didn't work too well. But by God, I played it at any rate. Da, da, da. The same problem that Heroes of the Storm, or that, um, Heroes of the Storm, the same problem that uh, Overwatch has is what Heroes of the Storm has in spades. And that is, it is a game based on teamwork being used by a player base that approaches it like a deathmatch. A deathmatch mentality for a team-oriented game. That's the problem with Heroes of the Storm. And that's been the same because I'm playing with Dime Level all the way up. Play with a couple Grandmasters. Uh, uh, one of them is a fan of the show and one who I just happen to have uh, met along the way. And I- I've seen it happen where people assume that as long as they're playing well, therefore they've done their job and are completely blameless if the game doesn't go their way. And you wonder why I've been silenced four or five times trying to get people to either do their job or pointing out when they are absolute failures, when they shouldn't be playing at the level that they are. I expect that in the Bronze Leagues. I don't expect it when I'm playing Platinum and Diamond. At least know the goddamn rules. And I understand that there's a great leeway between skill level. Clearly that's the case. That's why I've stopped playing Hero League. It's just a joke. You know what? There's something else that bugs me. And it's the same, I'm sure this in other games too, but this has been my experience lately. If you're playing Quick Match, hell, if you're playing Heroes, uh, Hero, Hero League in Heroes of the Storm, or you're playing uh, Quick Play in Overwatch, if the team's doing awful or we start to lose, and somebody, doesn't always have to be me, but somebody else, tries to get people to start working on it or try to improve the game, it's almost always, lol, don't care, it's Quick Play, it's Quick Match, you think we care? Guess what, pissbag? Yeah, I do expect you to care. Just because it's quick match, I expect you to try to win. If you want to fuck around like some high drunk asshole, go play against the AI. It doesn't care what you do. And the other four teammates or the three guys who are trying can usually make up for your lack of skill or trying. So yeah, it does matter to me. I'm not necessarily out for blood when I'm playing quick match or I'm playing quick play, depending on which game. But I am trying to win. I don't like losing. And I've used the quote before, and I will again. And that's uh, uh, Billy Bean from uh, Moneyball in the movie. He says, I hate losing more than I like winning. And that's the case with me. I hate losing. I'm a good loser as far as, believe it or not, as far as being respectful and polite. But not if you're going to stand up there and say, I don't care, just quick match, I'm not going to try, I'm not coming in here to give a shit. Then why are you there? If you're there to ruin my experience and waste my precious time, then you have succeeded and no doubt have enjoyed your time. Now, I may scream people down, I may call them many names, never anything racist, but I may tell you that you're a fuckstick or that I hate you. Or that, you know, I could have been your dad, but the dog beat me over the fence. Things like that. I've even been known to trot out one of Vayar's special sayings. But I've never thrown a match just to spite my team for being trash. And I've had a team of four people who never left the base. Because they thought that was funny. They were a four-man pre-made. 
So I'm out there fighting five guys. And I reported every single one of them. And the report the report system is a joke for the Blizzard games. It really is. But everybody knows that already. But I, I think as far as the player base goes, and I'm not sure that what Blizzard can do about that, I don't think it's necessarily their their responsibility to do anything. I think their MVP system, again, is a joke. Most people hate it. Uh, the vast majority of people have repeatedly requested that they please shorten the time we have to be stuck at that screen waiting to see some useless statistics for a pat on the back that no one gives a shit about. Congratulations, you're the MVP of the team, of the game. The problem is your team lost by a boatload. But hey, you still had the best stats. That's like being the best player on a last place team. Congratulations, you personally did okay, at least statistically, compared to other people. Your team still lost, which means something was missing, something was awry. Now, you can be a good player and do everything possible that you can and still lose and not have it at your fault. But those games are few and far between. I know, because I'm usually the person who is blameless. I may not be the fastest. I may not be the quickest when it comes to casting spells, but I'm rarely out of position. I know the objectives. I know what to do at what time in what situation. And I don't go out there and get killed all the time and feed the other team. That pisses me off to no end. I know they've tried recently starting to ban people for non-participation, but if you're smart, you you can do it. With very minimal effort, you can go out there, do absolutely nothing, and still throw the game with no punishment. But it's the player base. It's, it's that deathmatch mentality. Me against everybody else. It do, I just happen to be on a team of five or four other random people. Hell, you can even get a pre-made together. If they don't really know each other, you can still have one guy who just doesn't give a shit. He's just out there running around. Oh, I don't care. Oh, this is for fun. Really? Getting yourself killed 12 times in one game. With no actual benefit to it. That's fun for you. Well, that's not for everybody else. Because the other team's not getting a good game out of it. They're getting a hollow win. We're sure still not getting anything out of it. Because we've got a half hour of our time wasted in a game. We never had a chance of winning. It aggravates me. And that's completely on the player base. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't know if you can. There, there's no spirit of the core when it comes to people that, that want to play these games. There's no... And I guess that's something that's easier to instill in smaller communities. Uh, you know, a sense of pride, a sense of honor that, you know, you go out there, you bust your ass, you do your best to try and win. If you lose, so be it. If you're a horrible player or you don't belong at that level, then at least say so. I have a lot more respect for somebody who says, look, guys, I'm having a bad game, I'm trying, or, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, or... You know, something instead of trying to blame everybody else or just, you know, degrading into profanity laced tirades at everybody and then sitting in base doing nothing or repeatedly throwing your character at the enemy forts to die and just feed experience to the other team. Because I've seen that happen plenty of times and it's aggravating as all hell. So, word to the wise common courtesy, regardless of what mode you're playing. Unless you're playing, and I don't care what game it is, unless you're going against the AI on easy level that one guy out of five could win it, at least try to do your best. Try to win the game. Because when you're just fucking around and wasting time, 
at least with random people, then you're ruining everybody else's time too. If it's a, if it's a, a, a custom made game and it's you and ten of your other buddies fighting it out, think by all means go ahead. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I want to do another old school Warcraft three game, but I want to do free for alls. I want to do free for all Fridays again. I don't know if we'll do it on Fridays, but I'd love to do that again. Get like ten or eleven guys in there. I'll cast it. I'll broadcast it on Twitch. I'll hop on there. I'll stream the whole thing. That'd be pretty badass. I would love to do it again. I just need to find, you know, 10 or 11 other players who still have Warcraft 3 laying around where they can install it on their computers. I've got it installed on Whopper and on the Omnisia, so I'm ready to go. I won't play in it. I'll simply cast it. When you've got 11 other people who you've got to watch, there's no fun just playing yourself because that's the only perspective you have. And then you have long periods of, like, five minutes of silence while I'm trying to micro all of my guys. Not to mention, I believe hilarity will ensue because we're all rusty as hell, having not played this game in the better part of a decade. That would truly be fun. Uh, As far as the streaming, uh, my campaign continues with Scrub Puppy and Warhammer, although I have not been streaming it. It's I should, but I have not been. Uh, He decided to play the Greenskins, the Orcs. I took the Wood Elves. And we're playing at hard level. We're playing uh, the co-op Total War campaign. So far, I've been jumped by three human factions. I've been attacked by the Beastmen, the roaming hordes that they are. And then he, on the other hand, is just beating ass on the on the dwarves. And that motherfucker has gotten three other orc groups to actually confederate with him. Meaning he basically takes over their territory, uh, their cities, their armies, their income, everything. I have to spend a small fortune and wait to the middle of the game before I can do that with the elves. And even then, none of them like each other. All four of the elf factions hate each other. Hate each other. So you can't even necessarily get them to confederate. I have enjoyed the DLC for Warhammer, which I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen, uh, especially with the disappointment that was uh, the Chaos faction. Now, I'm not going to go through that whole controversy again. We did that several times, uh, even a couple of years ago. I will say that the Chaos Campaign is trash. I would not waste your time. But by and large, most of the other ones are very interesting. The only one I haven't really tried is the Vampire Counts. There's like a Count, uh, count of Von Karstein. He's the big one. There's three different Vampire Factions, and I have not tried them yet. They seem a little complicated. Um, Maybe I should stream that, too. I'll get around to it. I just haven't yet. So you have a couple other stories here, but I believe Lulu wanted me to hold on to a couple of these until Sunday. So actually, I think we might do that. Pull this up real quick. Um, this was something I, I saw earlier this afternoon. Francis Ford Coppola wants to make an Apocalypse Now video game. I don't know why they want to make a video game of a 40-year-old movie about Vietnam, but okay. Interesting. This is it. Okay, here we go. 
pull this up. What? I can't grab this article now? Okay, apparently because my ad blocker, I thought I had, I, I gotta remember, I had this on my other computer, and I actually got to it. It's a uh, Forbes.com uh, article, in which we, again, Forbes has some of the best video game articles out there. They get it, at least as far as anybody else can. I mean, there are some websites that, try, I mean, I, I'm talking like mainstream news type organizations that also happen to cover things like the internet, video games, what have you. Uh, you don't always see that. A lot of them don't get it. All right, here we go. This is one, this is from uh, Deadline.com. And this is a story we actually covered some months ago, if you'll remember. Actors' video game strike enters crucial phase. SAG-AFTRA, AFTRA, says companies respond with an update. Updated with video game company's response, 6.25 p.m. The 14-week-old actress strike against selected video game companies is entering a crucial phase. Uh, SAG-AFTRA President Gabriel Carteris said in an email today to members of the union's Los Angeles Board of Directors, urging them to attend a rally next week outside the union headquarters in Hollywood. Quote, I am reaching out with an urgent request, she told board members. SAG-AFTRA... Needs your help in moving employers to agree to a 21st century contract. We are holding what's expected to be our largest rally to date, and while we have been busy schedules, time is valuable. This is a vital action for our union. Meanwhile, a spokesman for the struck video game company said in response, quote, We would hope that after 100 days, union leaders would want to negotiate rather than continue to procrastinate. But he insisted that this is not a call for the resumption of negotiations, which broke off 99 days ago. The strike is now entering its 100 days since union leaders walked away from negotiations with video game companies. Bottom line, and I, I think I said this before, I'm not going to go back and pull the tape on the episode where we talked about this, but what I'm thinking about, or when I hear this, I'm thinking to myself, I don't care. You're providing a voice for a video game. Does anybody, anybody, truly go out and buy the next Call of Duty or whatever it is that happens to have Adam, you know, Adam Baldwin, Nathan Fillion, and Alan Tudyk doing the voices for? I mean, it's kind of cool that Jane Wash and Captain Mel Reynolds are doing the voices for some of the characters. Great. Funny. Awesome. Not a, a make or break for me. Now, I like continuity especially when it comes to movies. I like the same actors playing the same parts. I like the same voices playing the same parts. I don't care about that for video games. I really don't. Now, there's something to be said where these people are making, you know, these companies are making billions and billions of dollars on their video games, and voice acting, by and large, because it's not incredibly difficult. Having talked to a few voice actors in the anime community, and Highlander would probably be better to a comment on than I would, but I, even he's had the refrain from some years ago, the limitations he had of trying to bring in uh, voice actors as guests to the various anime conventions that he was a part of. They want to get paid. He paid huge bucks to show up. Why? Who the fuck cares? If it wasn't for anime fans, nobody would give a fuck about uh, 
uh, what the hell's his name? Crispin Freeman. Nobody would give a shit. Where the hell her name is for with ADV who did the voice for um, um, the red-haired chicken Evangelion? Tiffany something or other. Okay, see, there you go. There's my point. Nobody but the hardcore, hardcore fans are going to recognize the names when it comes to doing the voices for these things. And they don't get paid a great deal. They get paid by the hour. Fine. That's probably about right. In a few hours' time, you can do... Steve Bloom is the only one I really remember. Because he did Spike for Cowboy Bebop. And he's done a bunch of other things. But he's got a studio in his own house. He records his lines at his leisure. It's not the same as going up there and acting or losing 100 pounds to play a Holocaust victim or whatever. I think acting, by and large, as a job is you know fairly easy compared to, oh, I don't know, steelworking, coal mining, working in an office, you know, doing a real job. You're a goddamn voice actor. The problem here is they're asking for the moon. And that's out of place. The people who should be paying the money are the programmers, the artists, the creators, the directors, the writers. Those people are the ones who deserve it. Because guess what? The highest selling video games of all time, very few of them had voice actors in them. Like The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy 1 through 9. Especially the big ones like 7 or Tactics. Things like Quake, things like Doom, things like the Mario Brothers. You don't have voice acting. They were massive hits. If a character never said another word again in live voice acting, I would not care in a video game. Would not affect my buying whatsoever. Not an ounce. Most of the games that have voice acting is usually pretty shitty anyways. Unless Richard Epcar is doing it. He's the only one that does it very well each and every time. I mean, I like some of the voice actors that do the Dynasty Warrior games. But most of those guys are are veteran anime uh, voice actors, too. I tell you who's really driving this. It's the big-name actors. It's the Hollywood actors who are doing the voiceovers. They're the ones who want huge amounts. Not guys like Richard F. Carr or, or people like that. I'm not saying that people aren't deserving of a raise, especially the amount of money being made. I get that. I understand that. But there is... Hello, Minerva. She just jumped up and was laying on my chest. But there's a limit. And the fact that they're not willing to negotiate at all but simply drawing a line in the sand, well, you know what? Go sit down. People... And I know there's a few of you out there who do video games. I, I know of three or four who I converse with on a regular basis. I'm not naming names because that, to me, is kind of shitty that you name drop. Not to mention in a couple of them because I get kind of cool insider information every now and again. I certainly don't want to throw anybody's, uh, you know, a source said and ruin their anonymity. But if you guys need voice actors, I'll do it. I have a very reasonable price by the hour.
put the word out. If I don't, if it doesn't work for me, then go get TB. Total Biscuit will do it. I'm sure he's he's done Planetside. He'll do games. I'm sure he's affordable, and I bet you it's a voice a lot of people would recognize. I would say go get Jesse Cox too, but I'm not going to promote that guy anymore. Not for his little stunt going after Trump's son. That's another thing. Come on, people. Really? I saw a lot of this on Facebook. I saw a lot of it on Twitter. If you want to shit all over Donald Trump, then by all means do so. He's in the public. He's a public figure. He's in the public realm. He's the president. You don't like him? Fine. That's your right. You want to crap all over him? Go ahead. But you don't go after his wife, and you sure as hell don't go after his 10-year-old son. I don't remember anybody going after Obama's kids. Some of you fuckbags did go after Bush's kids. Especially when that one girl had her, her running with cocaine or whatever. He's 10 years old. Jesse Cox, of course, goes after him. Very uncool. I expect better. I'm not saying you have to like the guy. You don't have to. I don't even say you have to like his family. You don't have to. But kids especially are off limits. And the vile things that I've seen posted and said about Millennia Trump is disgusting. None of you ballless cowards would have had any chance to say that about Michelle Obama. Not one. And with good reason. And she's far more in the public figure than Mrs. Trump is. At any rate, call me. Email me. You need a voice actor? You, you, you need a scab? I'm your scab, baby. I'm your Huckleberry. Give me a call. I'll voice act for you. Then all of you can go out and buy the game and say, I only bought this game because I heard Emperor was like additional voices. It's always at the end. It's like, this character had, you know, this character was voiced by this person, this character by this person. And then at the very, very end, small print, additional voices provided by. You know, like the background noise or, you know, the character, on the, the unnamed character on the street that goes, oh my, you know, stuff like that. One-off lines that don't matter. Or just general gibberish. I must say, Minerva, you're being awfully affectionate. Usually that's only at bedtime that she want to get pet. Or if she's hungry. Or if she wants treats. Or if she wants to play. Well, she just got fed. She's had treats. It's too early to go to bed. And she hasn't brought me a hair tie or anything to throw. So I don't think she wants to play. Well, that's pretty much, well, that's my basically my entire dance card for the show, for the mini-show. Well, not a problem, I guess. We have a whole lot to discuss, but again, because it's it's more recent news, and because I don't have Lulu here to at least bank this off of, and save most of this for Sunday nights, including Octail's next You've Been Told. So that'll be coming up again this coming Sunday. All right, so let's wrap it up. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. If it was not for you, we would not be doing this. Uh, I want to thank, as always, 
GnomeWise of AlphaGeekRadio.com for hosting us. If you'd like to give it a shot, if you think you can do what we can do, either a video cast, Twitch streaming, although they have their own providers at AlphaGeekRadio.com, uh, or a podcast, they can put it out on any one of 14 for pod, pod, uh, audios, podcasting, one of uh, 14, up to 14 different uh, venues, like Roku Box. A few more for video, so check it out. Entry level is like 15 bucks a month. It kind of goes up from there. It's your one-stop shop for video and podcasting. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Scrub Puppy for going ahead and keeping our uh, Facebook page entertaining you, the masses. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Octail for providing his You've Been Told. We'll be here in the next one this coming Sunday, three days from now, two days. Um, and, of course, our patrons, who continue to fund the show, uh, the upgrades and changes that we make. If you would like to be a patron of the Emperor's Court, maybe you're an old-school cultist, maybe you're even older than that, back to the old uh, World of Warcraft days, there's even a couple of you hanging around from the Warcraft 3 days. Join up. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Look for the Emperor's Court and give me your money. Follow us on Facebook, Emperor's Court, and on Twitter, at Emperor's Court. I'll tweet as often as I need to. What am I at now? Like 11,000 tweets and retweets since 2010? I'll get nothing. I comment once a day or two. I usually am responding to other people rather than, you know, comment or make my own uh, comments. I just find it more interesting. Alright, folks, nothing to promote, so we will see you on Sunday. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. <laughs>